Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. I want you to open your Bible if you have it. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. Look on the screen. And we're going to read, I'm going to read just a couple of quick verses from this story that we celebrate and really celebrate, remember the Good Friday story in John 19. John 19, and I'm going to read from verse 17. And I'm reading from, uh, from the New King James. And it says, And he, speaking of Jesus, bearing his cross, went out to a place called the place of the skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha, where, the crucified, where they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side and Jesus in the center. Now Pilate wrote on a title and put it on a cross and the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. I want to just, just share just for a, a few uh, short moments surrounding this, this story that we remember that is, it's so dear to us as believers. And, and maybe you're here tonight and you're not. You wouldn't call yourself a believer, but you came with a family member. I've been praying for you as well today, and I believe that the cross for you tonight is going to become real to you as well. Because that's what we're doing tonight. We are not just remembering an event in history. We are, or, or the way I like to look at it for myself is, yes, I remember, but I also am celebrating a price that my Saviour paid for me. That is a... It is, in a sense, a solemn day, but there is a part of me that celebrates. It's almost like when you watch a rerun of a sporting game. You ever watch a rerun of a sporting game where your team might be down, but you already know what the end result is. And you like just watching it just to get excited because you love watching. How many love watching a good comeback and you like to just watch it again? I almost feel like I'm watching a rerun and we're looking at a story talking about when it looked like we were down. But how many know we know what the end result is? So I can't help but get a little bit excited on a solemn day because we know what the end score is. Can we give God praise? Because on day three, it was finished, but it wasn't over. But we'll get to there on Sunday. Come back Sunday for that message. But as we look at this, at this story, if you've ever seen the, the, the movie, The Passion of the Christ, or any movies that show a, a little bit or, or, or try and sort of capture a little bit of what Jesus went through, it's such a difficult thing. There's a part of us, I think, that finds it so difficult to watch. It's difficult to read and to look at this story and look at what Jesus went through and the price that Jesus paid. What is so difficult, I think, about the cross? See, you have to understand the cross is incre- incredibly confronting to people. So many people, even people who are not believers, they accept Jesus' character, but they have difficulty with his crucifixion. People celebrate the character of Jesus. We love Jesus. He's kind. I mean, what's not to like? He's kind. He makes a robe and sandals look good. You know, he's nice to people. He heals people. He's loving. 
He's generous. We, we celebrate even non-believers celebrate and they have a respect for the character of Jesus Christ. But when that character finds himself hanging on a cross, now we're faced with the very confronting thing of the crucifixion because we can admire Jesus' character, but the crucifixion of Jesus Christ actually requires a response from us. You have to respond to the cross of Jesus Christ. You either receive it or reject it. If you don't receive it, then in a sense you are rejecting it. But when we look at the cross and one of the things that is so difficult, I remember when I was watching, when I first saw the passion of the Christ. And it's such a gruesome picture that the, the cross was, it was a form of, of death as we know it. But it was more than that. It, it, was a, it was a gruesome form of torture. They had, the Roman uh, army had so perfected the way in which to torture a human being. So much so to keep, it was almost they, as they build up to the cross, they know and have actually studied on how to torture a human being to inflict the most amount of pain without killing him until they actually want to kill him. They've been trained in it. They've practiced it. And as you watch this gruesome picture of the cross, the gruesome story right from the, the, from the crown of thorns to the beating that Jesus took all the way through to when they hang him on the cross. What is so difficult, I find, is the contrast between the character of Jesus and the crucifixion that he walked through. It's the contrast that I find the most difficult. It's not just the fact that they are doing this to a human being, which would be grotesque in itself. But it's the fact that they're doing it to Jesus. It's the contrast of His kindness and their cruelty that I find so confronting. It's the contrast of Christ's gentleness and their hatred. It's the contrast of who Jesus is and His character. How loving He was. And look at this. We see the character of Jesus Christ even shine through in the middle of the crucifixion. When Jesus is hanging on the cross. Surrounded by their hatred, surrounded by their cruelty in the middle of all of it. Jesus' true character shines through in the midst of what's going on all around Him. And He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. How often do we allow our situation to determine our character? How often do we... As Christians, allow what we're going through to dictate how we operate. But not Jesus. He was going through hell itself, but still allowed the character and the Christ of who He was to shine through in a difficult circumstance. In the middle of hatred, true love prevailed. In the middle, middle of a difficult, horrible circumstance. He didn't allow the crucifixion 
to hold back who he was as the Christ. It's a challenge for us as we go through this Easter. I want to just give you a few quick things. Three quick things that came to my mind as I was looking through this this story again on, on Good Friday. And I want to just give them to you three quick things. First thing that I want us to do this Easter is I want us to, I felt God speak this to my own heart, is I want us to refocus this Easter. It's, it's refocusing because what was it that allowed Jesus to shine through his character in the middle of a dark, horrible situation was he was so focused on what it was he was called to do. The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He was so focused Despite his circumstances, despite what he was dealing with, despite what he's going through, he was so focused and made that decision. Even though I'm going through this, I was still the Christ and I still have a purpose. And I want to encourage you this, this Easter, would you take a moment and just refocus? Maybe you're going through a difficult situation with family. Maybe you've got some things going on in your work. Maybe you've got some challenges in your marriage. Maybe you're facing some trials. I want to ask you, would you this Easter just refocus and make that decision to say, even though I'm going through challenges, I'm still a Christian. Even though I'm going through difficult circumstances right now, I, I, I'm still someone who knows what it is to love people no matter what they do to me. Even though I'm going through difficulties, I'm still going to be someone that make a decision to focus and believe that my God is the God that we read about in Scripture and He's going to come through and He will not leave me hanging in the end. Focus. This Easter, can we, can we refocus a little bit? Can we refocus as well as Christians on the job at hand? How quickly can we forget the mandate that is upon us as Christians to win lost people to Jesus? How quickly we can get so caught up in our routine of walking the Christian walk and just doing life and going to church and singing the songs and reading the word that we forget about the mandate that God left us in the Great Commission when He said, go and make disciples. Can we refocus a little bit and say people are dying, going to an eternity in hell. And if I have an opportunity to preach Jesus, I'm going to take that moment and show them the love of Jesus Christ. Focus. We can get so off track, can't we, in just little petty, crazy things that at the end of the day doesn't matter. When we look at eternity, it doesn't matter. Refocus. The other thing that I felt God speak to my heart that we need to do this Easter is to remember. As I looked at this verse and I looked at read these verses again, it starts in verse 17 and it says, And he bearing his cross. He, speaking of Jesus, bearing His cross. He, the perfect Jesus, who was without sin. Jesus, who was 
continually kind, always loved people, was generous, was humble, came bearing his cross. And I had a moment where I remembered and I looked at that and I thought, you know what? I know we talk about the cross of Jesus, but it really wasn't his cross. This cross that we're looking at was our cross that he took for us. As we, as we remember Good Friday, can we remember that what we're talking about is somebody who came in perfect form. He was God in flesh who came and he carried, he picked up my cross. He took It wasn't, I look at that and as I start looking at the story, it, it, it messes with my heart a bit because a part of me wants it to stop. You look at the whole thing and you're like, man, you need to, this is crazy. There's a part of my heart, it's like, stop this. This, there's a, there's the, the just side of us. We want it to stop because we see the injustice. But it says in the word that it was his cross. He took ownership. He took our sin. He took our mistakes. He took our hurt. He took our brokenness. He took our depravity upon himself. And he said, you're not going to carry this because I'm going to carry this for you. You're not going to pay the price for this. I'm going to pay the price for you. What was your cross just became my cross. Can we on Good Friday, can we remember the cross of Jesus Christ? That it was our cross. That Jesus carried this cross for us. And he carried the weight, the weight of our sin upon him. Not just our past, also our future mistakes. Where would we be without the blood of Jesus Christ and the cross of Jesus Christ? Someone needs to thank God for a moment because he carried. It was our cross. It was our sin. It was our mistakes. It was our issues if it was not for the cross of Jesus Christ. We would not be able to have relationship with God because of our mess ups. Man, every time I think of the blood of Jesus, it empowers us. Blood of Jesus deals with my past. But victory over it. See, Friday deals with my past. Sunday empowers my future. Because Friday says I'm paying the price for it all. But Sunday says I've got victory over it. So now I'm empowering you to go on and do what I've called you to do. But this was the other thing I felt God put in my heart. Lastly, and we're going to get ready to take communion. Refocus, remember. And God spoke it to me, He said it to me today. Repent. 
And I thought that was, you know, I was praying and sometimes, you know, when we pray and we're in church, you know, and we get so good at doing church and especially if you're like, if you're a pastor or preacher and you, you start preparing messages and you start, you know, getting, writing down cool little one-liners that sound cool and people can tweet and it's all this, you know. But then every now and then the Holy Spirit will drop something in your heart that stops you in your tracks and you're like, whoa. I felt God say that to me tonight, this afternoon. We've got to continue as Christians to repent. There's power. We talk about power, stepping up, believing, going for it, having faith, taking new ground, taking new territory, advancing the kingdom. But understand there is so much power in repentance. When with all of the things that we talk about in moving forward and stepping up and believing, that sometimes the greatest way to move forward is humble ourselves and say, Lord, Lord, I repent. I repent this Easter for allowing things in my heart. I repent for thinking those thoughts, for saying those things, for acting that way. That I want to tell you one of the most powerful encounters of God for you are standing there waiting for you on the other side of true repentance. If you read of histories of revivals that happen, they always talk about repentance. Because God will come and touch a humbled heart. And it takes sometimes just some repentance to say, man, I need the blood of Jesus every single day. I need His blood to cleanse me. Because man, we're all messing up. Come on, no one wants to be honest on Good Friday. We're all, turn to someone beside you that looks like they're trying to act all proud and religious and say, I know you're messing up. But God, He's not looking. He's not looking for someone. He's not looking for a perfect person. But He's looking for a humbled heart. And if you would humble yourself, son or daughter, you've been invited here by your parents tonight. And you're so full of pride and I'm not having a go at you. I'm not... I'm not trying to get harsh with you, but I'm saying you're so full of pride because I've been there before. You're trying so hard to do life on your own and you're empty and you're broken because everything you're trying to grab, it's like trying to grab smoke. It looks like there's something there. When you grab it, there's just nothing. You tried that relationship. You tried that job. You tried going on that trip and you tried traveling and you tried getting all of these friends around you. But every time you go to try and get that fulfillment, there's just nothing there and you're left empty and broken. The best thing you can do is humble yourself. Don't wait for your sin to humble you because that will happen. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Don't go down that road of sin so far because your sin will humble you. But if you would humble yourself this Easter and say, Lord, I need you. I need you, my heart. I need, I need your repentance. And right across this room, I want to do something. 
you've got a communion cup, I want you to get that ready. But before we do that, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here in this room and you do not have a personal, listen closely, a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Not, have you been to church before? Not, did you grow up in a Christian home? Not, do you own a Bible? Do you know who God is through Jesus Christ? Have you received the blood of Jesus as a price paid for your sin? Are you walking with Him? Because if you're not, that's okay. There's no judgment here. There's no condemnation. But know that right now I'm about to give you an opportunity to repent, to humble yourself and to say, God, I need you. I can't do this life on my own. There's a businessman here. You're trying so hard to do it on your own and you're gifted and you're talented, but you're also empty. And right now in this room, I want to give every person an opportunity with every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here and you say, Ben, that's me. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.